everybody, welcome back to The Bookshelf with Vessel of Honor Ministries. I'm Stephen McKay. I'm Dalton Claghorn. And I'm Blaine Brown. And we've got on the camera... And I am Ben Okello, all the way from Homabe, Africa. <laughs> all right. Oh, this is so much hey, fun, Ben. Welcome to the show. We're really excited to have you. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, which I know most of you should know, but if you're tuning in for the first time, Ben is our crusade director uh, for all of Africa, our coordinator, not just crusades, but we've got a lot of things going on in Africa that Ben is over. He's over a Vessel of Honor Ministries International in Africa, the whole continent. And uh, we're just honored to have you, Ben. I'm glad that you're here. And uh, we want to just kind of give you a perspective uh, to our viewers, a perspective of ministry uh, outside of the United States. So often we get so used to our comfortable life and um, all of the things that we have available to us with no, you know, just the ease of travel, the ease of just getting in our car and driving down the road and uh, running water and power all the time. And But as we speak, the power just came back on at Ben's house a few moments ago. Right, Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's, it, it just disappeared. I think one, one hour and I was really worried if I would have you on the air because it's, it goes and comes and goes and comes and that we have not had water for a long time now. I mean, think uh, about that. Oh, wow. The water's off. Long no water, time. yeah. So it's on and off. Yeah, it's true. So, and then, not only that, he's dealing with malaria at the, at the same time. Like, right now, his body's just fighting malaria as um, he just came back from Nairobi uh, preaching at one of our church plants. And uh, so this is stuff, Ben, that, you know, is foreign to us. We don't see this struggle of ministry, you know, we don't see the struggle of real life, and um, uh, I think that it would be really good for us to get a perspective of what ministry is like. Uh, Blaine, you just came back from Kenya. Sure did. In September. Uh, what was your take of life in Africa in comparison to life here in the United States? Yeah, so uh, last year we went to Kenya in September uh, 2021. And we actually, all three of us, sat in this house with Ben. We sure did, um, on Ben's we were, couch. We were sitting right there where Ben is sitting. And, you know, ministry in Africa is a whole lot different than ministry here. I had never experienced anything like it. Um, but it was great. I loved it. The culture was uh, phenomenal, as Ben said. Um, but, you know, it's really humbling to see that, <laughs> that, you know, what we have here and the stuff we take for granted here, there, um, like Ben's experiencing now, they have no running water. Um, and they haven't, you know, power spotty, um, but they still um, find joy in every situation and they still don't hesitate to go into the church without power. Actually, while we were there, um, some power was cutting in and out while Stephen was preaching, but, you know, that didn't stop um, the power of God in that movement um, that we were having at that church. So, Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Um, so, Ben, with ministry in Africa, tell us, you know, what are some of the greatest struggles that you deal with on a day-by-day -day basis? You know, not just life, but ministry. Yeah, I mean, that, things that you see that are of ease here in the United States, but difficult there. Uh, Stephen, I just want to really appreciate you for giving me this opportunity and the whole team, Dalton and Blaine. And um, I'm so excited to see all of you. And I just want to say that ministry in Africa, it takes faith. Number one, it really takes faith. I remember 21 years ago when I began with three people. Now tell us about it. It was Fred and, and Richard and his wife, and I had not married then. 
and I began the ministry. When the Lord called me, I began the ministry in a small area. This small area was a fish market where um, they just landed us. They lent us a, a small room where fish women could come and wash their fish. And then on Sunday, I would we'll clean it wow. and begin there. And we were there for three years because we could not pay. I mean, these three people ahead didn't have anything. I mean, they were... Uh, each day, uh, like Richard was, is a, a, a builder, so he was paid then around one hundred one fifty shillings. That is one one and a half dollar, and so every day, so it could not even yeah, it could not even feed him. So even coming to church, there is no offering, there is nothing. So it was a real struggle, but it taught us how to believe God and how to pray. And then we moved from that 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 level to another place. And just like that, in over 18 years, as you know, I was renting the house, rent plot, that property where we were. And it was so hard and difficult because, you know, Homer Bay was ranked as one of the most poorest places in, in Kenya. By the way, things just began to change around uh, 10 years back. But like 11 years, Omabe was like sinking place. Yeah. Nobody wanted to be here, very poor. And I remember when you first came, you saw with your own eyes how things were, the rough roads and everything. Yes, so we, we pastored the most poorest people in, in our region. And so because of that, a lot of help is required from the pastor, not only preaching, you know, apart from preaching, they also need help from you. Somebody has been chased out of their house. They have not paid. Somebody has school fees, have not paid. Somebody has not eaten for three days. They come. So it, it, that that's the biggest struggle we have. Wow. In ministry. I mean, Ben, yeah. I want to just pause right here and just think about how many people, you know, here in the West, when we think about entering into ministry, when you think about um, aspiring to ministry, uh, you go to seminary or you, you, know, you, you talk to your pastor at church and, you know, I feel called to preach and, and you've got a you know, position, a youth pastor position and, and, uh, and then it's afforded to you opportunities and then, you know, at the same time there's pay and, uh, or you're working a part-time job but there's still money and you're not dealing with uh, the struggle of taking care. I'm just saying, how many people would we be able to eliminate from ministry had they started like he started? What do you think, Dalton? I, I think we'd have about 5%. <laughs> I, I Absolutely. To be honest, I, I can't even imagine. You imagine you're pastoring a church of three people and somebody comes to you and says, hey, we've got somebody in our house that hasn't had food in three days and we can't feed them. And you can't even feed yourself. What do you do? You know? Crazy. Yeah. They're crazy. <laughs> I, see, I don't the, think the, we can handle the, it. Just like Doldon has said, is, is you are pastoring three people, and these three people need help from you, and you also need help from them. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really think about this. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a vicious cycle, and there's so much poverty that everybody's in such great need that if they see, and that's one of the bigger struggles, actually, even in Ben's ministry right now, is, is the fact that, you know, as ministry has progressed, they see that he, you know, we're building a church. Uh, if you've not seen that video, man, we've just got great, great coverage on the church that he's, he's building. And, uh, you know, 
So people see that, you know, there's money there, and they automatically expect the pastor to fix their problems. So Ben, on Mondays, Mondays in Ben's ministry is council days, you know, and he's there all, all the time, you know, ministry counseling, counseling, counseling with people, talking with people because it's, uh, you know, just trying to help people through the struggles of life. Uh, but I really, honestly, Ben, to be truthful, I think that if the, the pressure of your kind, or your, not your kind, but you, what you had to go through to be in ministry, if that was here in the United States, we would have a whole lot less foolishness go on in our churches. There'd be a whole lot more true men of God, because what did it produce in you? It produced faith, and it produced yeah. a prayer life, because you, yeah. your whole sustenance was I remember, I remember prayer, when you know? um, God brought me to the United States, the first time I came, and we were drive, we were driving with you, and one one thing that was really deep in in me. Now that I've come to United States, how will it be when I go back? Because everybody will know that this man has come from the United States, and he has money. He has been given all the money, and you remember even when I was coming back, I don't know, I didn't even post it on Facebook because if I'd have done that, then my house would be you know full and. And the church would be full with people. By the way, even before I did that, when they realized that I was back, that everybody came and said, oh, you know, this, that, that, this. But I have to say that uh, it was a big turnaround when I came to the United States and I prayed to God and God gave us the land, which was a big relief <laughs> Amen, for me. Amen, my brother. <laughs> That's it. Hey, so let's, let's go into that testimony, Ben, because that is uh, something. Here, here again, how many people would not be in ministry if they had to face what he what Ben Ben faced. The, he rented a piece of land for almost what uh, what you say 50, 18, 18, years. 18 years renting renting a piece of land. Now to put that in perspective, when you rent a piece of land and you 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 build a church, uh, you you do not find very many supporters because of the fear that they might you know what they're investing in will be lost because we can't pay the lot rent, you know. So for years, Ben struggled with the rent. And I think, I mean, rent on that piece of land was not very much, but he struggled with that, that whole process. And uh, it was just, you know, it kind of was something that kept other people away as well, because, you know, what if we lose this, right? And that, that's actually something that happens in, in Kenya a lot, you know, Churches will close because they can't pay lot rent, right? Yeah, it's true. So That's when, very true, evangelist, yes. So, you know, and apart from that, you know, you had to, you have an agreement with the owner of the land or the owner of the property, and you say, you're only going to be here for three years, and after that, you pull down the structures. And uh, when you pull down the structures, you move to another place, and you're losing people. So I remember we moved like five times, you know, moving the metal structure five times because they say sometimes because you don't know, you don't have enough money to pay. So they say, no, we don't want you here. So I remember vividly one Sunday after I'd preached and um, I came back home. I came to the house. That was 2000 and so I house and as I was coming to the um, and somebody called me and said, eh, Pastor, you you were moving the church and you didn't tell us. I said, What do you mean? I said, But 
people are on the top of the roof. They are moving the iron sheets. I said, what do you mean? What? <laughs> yeah. What, what do you mean? I said, I have seen people on the roof. They are removing the iron sheets. You didn't tell us and you preached to us. Uh, the owner of the land had decided to bring down the, the structure, you know, oh, without right. even yeah. informing us. So just after Sunday, right after Sunday service, and you don't know where you're going to have your next service. And so I just, uh, you know, with some kind of, you know, you're bitter with yourself, you're bitter with God, and you are you you frustrated because now people are just going to they are not going to like it the shame that is accompanied with that you know okay. and some people didn't even know that that land is not ours that's the confidence they had that's why they were there and so when they when they saw that i lost members and it was disgrace to us and i became bitter to myself and bitter with everybody and cursing even the owner of the land and uh, it was really bad for me that time. I remember 2008. Oh, wow. And so the whole week I was looking for a place to go and put the church. And so that week we didn't have place to. So I had to tell people you remain at home and see. But some few of us could climb the mountain. I know you know the hill just by my house. Yeah. And so we went and did a meeting by the hill there. So after the two day, after two weeks, then we found the place where you met us. And you remember the structure, how how poor it was, how bad it was. Absolutely. Not the one we the had. Right I now, remember. You know, I'll you never were forget. There when the first you came with it, yeah. it, it was very bad and scattered. And we got the land. And so when we got the land, we agreed with this man. And this man, every year, I'm, I'm, threatening us if you don't add if we don't increase the rent we are going to move you out so it was pressure after pressure and after pressure and after pressure until the lord delivered us from that pressure uh, 2018 uh, when we bought when you you helped us with the with the i just think i, I just think about the struggle the struggle how many people would quit how many people would give up how many people would just say, forget this. This is so hard, so difficult, it, you know, near impossible just to stay afloat, losing people because you have to move church, your church building from one place to another place to another place to another place, trying to find a place to settle and not only owning land and, and, and just the economy, not even, I mean, really, the economy is very, very poor in Hama Bay, and it was and still, still is. And, you know, I think people make $3 a day now. And you think about the sustenance, I, I just, yeah. I commend you, Ben. I commend you for, you know, just staying faithful to God. And this is a testimony, guys, of what happens when you stay true to the Lord and you, uh, you, you walk by faith and not by sight. You saw what God, you know, wanted you to be, where he wanted you to go, and you did not abandon the vision. And, you know, now if you would see Ben's church, that we're building, it's an incredible testimony to, uh, to all of Hama Bay. Dalton, you, you were in the building. What do you think about it? It's massive, Ben. It's concrete. It's got an upstairs. It's got Ben inside of it, which is the best part. But <laughs> I remember I, Dalton I just think, saying, I remember Dalton saying, pictures don't do justice to this building. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's massive. And um, I think that, you know, the, there's a certain testimony to be had from when your greatest success is 
in the face of what your greatest struggle was. There you go. So for the longest time, it's, well, we don't have people, we can't find land, and uh, our building is rough. And then for years and years and years, you struggle in that. And at the end of it, it's like the Lord rewards you with the greatest piece of land, the greatest building, and a bunch of members, you know. Yeah. And so now here we have Ben, and the pictures don't do it justice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ben... Ben, when this when this episode airs, um, you'll you'll be months away from having the grand opening of yeah. your church. So tell us about tell us about from from the start of building the church, getting the ground, making the perimeter um, to where you're at now with it. Tell tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, when when God gave us the land, when we got the land, and uh, I just began to trust God, and we began to put the foundation, and people were saying, I think these people are crazy. This man is crazy. How is he going to finish this building? And 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 this will take ten years, or <laughs> even more ten more than ten years, <laughs> because I tell you, it is the biggest biggest building in Homer Bay Church building. And uh, the way God has done great works, I can't even I can't even express. Word cannot express, and that's why I call it the legacy of faith. Because we began to move by faith, little by little. And I want to submit to us that uh, Stephen has really is inspired me a lot because he he keeps on. There are some statements he uses that really inspires my life. He says, "Little by little, we build. Little by little, whatever money comes, we put it in the building." And I decided that everything that we get, we have to put it in the building. And little by little, we don't, you don't know, little by little, it has worked. Yeah. And um, the greatest, you know, since, you know, when you put block upon block, it, it becomes easier because when you get $100, you can buy cement and you can, you know, buy cement and buy some concrete and just like that. But now when it came to the roof, you don't, you, you can't do the roof just a halfway. You have to do it all. And so this year, the Lord really touched, you know, Stephen, his friend. And uh, oh, what a miracle it was. That roof was done. I think in some few months time, we are going to dedicate the building. And I tell you, the governor of Omabi will come and open the building. And the president of the Vessels of Honor Ministries and Dalton and every one of us, and it will be massive. You know, it will be a great, great, great meeting that will shake Homer Bay because Homer Bay is already shaken. I mean, they're all over Kenya. There's <laughs> news everywhere right now. That impossible has become possible, you know. Oh, Ben. What, what a testimony. We'll make sure that we bring Blaine so Blaine can film it yeah. and we can get it professionally documented. And, uh, but Ben, this is, what a testimony. And honestly, um, you know, what I'd like to do prior to the opening, there's still a few things that, left, that, that are left to do. Uh, we'd like to maybe put together a team to come paint and, you know, make it all beautiful on the inside. There's still a few things. If you're watching this and um, you're wondering how you can help, there's some stuff that uh, we still have yet to, to work out. So, 
Ben, you, uh, you were talking about the things that, that Stephen said that kind of encouraged you, and, you know, I just think about it. Uh, I actually remember exactly what it was because he said it a billion times. He says, oh, Ben, oh, Ben, if you, if you want to grow a mushroom, you can do it overnight, but Ben, an oak tree that our children can swing from and propagate the gospel, Ben. <laughs> it, must, it must grow. And then, and then he, goes, he, goes, he goes like this. He goes, he goes oh, Ben, oh, oh Ben, ah, oh, Ben, the gospel, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I can I can see it in my in my mind. I can see it. Envision <laughs> it. Yeah. And Dalton, you're very bright. You're very bright. You know how to put words, a word upon word, unlike Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is great. It's good to have a team of people to work with. You know, all you watching out there, this is you know it's been a dream of of my life of all of us really to just work together in in the propagation of the gospel and so uh it's just wonderful to have all of us we've run out of time and so uh we're going to conclude this episode ben thank you so much for joining us and sharing your heart with um with us concerning the, uh, the, the difficulties and struggle of ministry in Africa. Again, if you're watching this and you would like to be a blessing to Ben and the, the completion of his church, please reach out to us. Message us on, on whatever platform this is on, and we will res we'll respond and see how you can be connected. Thank you very much for um, joining us on this week's Bookshelf. Until next time, I'm Stephen McKay. Alton Claghorn. I'm Blaine Brown. I'm Ben O'Kello. God bless you. Thank you.